see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. I can see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. Everybody say fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. this shit podcast it's your boy dre back again y'all already know what it is man we start the podcast off the same way every single time man thank y'all for taking the time out to listen to this motherfucker i know y'all got lives and money to make and shit it's holiday season motherfuckers got kids and presents and shit so you know appreciate this appreciate you taking the time all that special thanks to y'all for still throwing your boy money we already got people subscribing to the fan base well a person i ain't gonna say people but we got our first subscriber on the fan base paying a little bit of money, you know what I'm saying? So make some noise to that. Appreciate you, you know what I'm saying? If y'all not following the fan base, make sure you are. It's the only place you can get videos and shit for the podcast. I'm supposed to be uploading this video of me showing y'all how to make these smothered turkey wings, but I ain't gonna cap. I fucked it up because I don't know how to make cooking videos. And I don't mean it just from like the aesthetics part. It's like there's different ways to make different kind of content that make it easier to upload where you want it, depending on what you're doing. If you make shit, you already kind of get an idea of what I'm saying. If you don't, it's too much to talk about for you to get it. Um, But I, I did it in a way that just makes it more difficult to kind of process it all through. Uh, So I'll either just remake the video because I actually bought two packs of turkey wings and I got some more in the freezer. Uh, or I'll just on an off day trying it's just holiday season i've been working a lot and it's not that i can't do it it's just that it's going to be a lot harder to do it because of the way that i recorded it but um anyway it was just a trial run anyway so i'll probably just whatever anyway i'm over here thinking out loud um y'all look at that but make sure you do that man download that little fan base app follow fts network go follow some other motherfuckers that you like all the famous people and stuff because if you follow other people then you use the app more so then you'll go look at my shit more this is all a ploy all i care about is me um also some shit i've been saying i'm gonna do it will be added to this episode for the first time uh your boy got a wish list you know what i'm saying you the fts podcast wish list if you want to buy your boy something nice for christmas just because you love your boy you know what i'm saying just because i'm play a pimp you want to feel like oh shit i big dog contributed that wish list gonna be there and it's gonna be there forever you know what I'm saying? It'll be on the it'll be on the link tree. It'll be a raw link right there on your podcast description. We'll make sure. We'll make certain that if you want the wish list, you will be able to find it. Um and that's really I think it. Um if you are watching the video, you see I'm in my work clothes. I just got on like my my white shirt. Which is funny. I think I said this before on the podcast, though. It 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 just show you how kids be broke. Because I used to go to my daughter when she was cheer doing cheerleading. I would go to the games, and I would go right after work, so I would still have my uniform on. And her friends were like, "Your dad is dressed so fancy. Why is your dad dressed fancy?" Be like, "Nigga, I'm the fucking help, bro. What are you talking about, dressed fancy, bro? Fucking server looking, but whatever." Um. Yeah. I got I could do real nigga story time. I could do some other stuff, but I'm not going to today for a handful of reasons. Number one, it's a lot of stuff to get through. Number two, 
I'm tired, bro. It's been, I've been working. I'm not tired. Like I don't have the energy to do this. I'm tired. Like I don't want to be doing it for two hours though. So it's not, that's not the episode that we get. And this is a in between seasons, little, little mm, 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 mash that we trying to get in. But, um, regardless, uh, we gonna skip some some real nigga stories and stuff like that, and we gonna get right into the into the episode. Cause uh, I I think it was two days ago. Was it the fourteenth? I think that Twitch died. Rest in peace, Twitch. Rest in peace, Grand Wall too. A couple people died this week. Um, the shit with Twitch is crazy. Um, and I don't know if it's Twitch, T-Witch, the way I keep saying it right now, because I, I used to, and you would think that I would know, because I used to watch Ellen all the motherfucking time, but to be honest with you, I was just never really paying that much attention, and I think he might have came onto the show after I quit watching it, because I was in high school when I was watching Ellen, I don't know how long he'd been on there, um, it, it was crazier to me because... I think it's hard to see people with super outward positive uh, dispositions. Like that's their whole character, if you will, if, if, if you really want to put it that way, the whole persona that you give him from some people is just all joy, all happy. And when you, the, the DJ who dances with all the guests from LA, like you're, of course, that's, that's the vibe. It's like, you are a vibe. And, and I don't mean that in no, because it's actually a lot of respect, in my opinion, because to be the black dude who dances with all the guests on this white lady show and not do it in a way where I ever felt like I was looking at this man cooning or nothing like that, it goes to show it just it just felt so authentic. It felt real. Um, and for someone like that to commit suicide, I think the reason it resonates so much for a lot of people is actually because they um it, it it makes you feel as though if this person wasn't strong enough who is how can how can i be strong enough and for a lot of people who have some level of vulnerabilities when it comes to things like that and and i don't mean that to say that some people do and others don't or there's some level of but you know i think i think i, I think most people understand what i mean when i say that um it I can imagine it being difficult if you were struggling with thoughts like that already to see someone who seemed like they had it all together not be able to push through. You see what I'm saying? I just feel in the same way that you see something super positive, it can be inspiring. I feel like that can be kind of disheartening. And I don't think that that should be like taboo to say. I think that's kind of a human response. Um just depending on where you are mentally, right? Um, for me, what I thought about was how selfish other people can be when something like that happens, how selfish we could all be whenever somebody dies because, and not even, not even just selfish, maybe just confused because there's this desire to assign blame in some way. Um, and I feel like that's why you see people always saying like, you got to check in on your strong friends. You got to check in on your funny friends. You got to check it. And I'm not, I'm absolutely not 
taking away from that. I'm not trying to say that I think that that's bullshit or you shouldn't say that or nothing like that's not my vibe with it at all. It's just that I don't think it's that simple. I think more of it is just building those connections with people where you feel as though if they were in need, they would feel comfortable coming to you. And that's really all you can do. Because if, and I'm not saying that to say checking in is not something that you should do or not something that's any level of beneficial. But what I'm saying is if you don't have a relationship with somebody where they feel comfortable coming to you with something that intimate, I'm thinking about killing myself is deep to say to someone you see what i'm saying and i feel in a lot of ways that may be the barrier that occurs more so than my friends weren't checking up on me and that's and that's and i'm not saying that to say you know it's not like a disparaging way that i'm saying that i'm saying it more so kind of as just my opinion of where I think the most impact could be made is kind of in developing those foundations with people super early on that they will feel comfortable coming to you and saying something like that. And even that is a super difficult thing. And sometimes you may think that you do have that with somebody, but you don't. Um, I'm sure his wife felt as though they had that, but maybe, um, their relationship becomes so much, and this is just a hypothetical as as to uh, what could happen, right? Not even just with them in any situation, but maybe their relationship becomes so much that he is the support and provider of that family that to admit that he's having thoughts like that or feeling like that is to in and of itself kind of fail them to not for, I, I could feel as though for my family to look at me as, as if they couldn't trust that I was going to be able to hold it down for whatever reason that would do harm to me, you know, mentally that would harm me. And if I was already vulnerable, would I want to put myself out there where maybe now I'm even more vulnerable? It's like, damn, I, you see what I'm saying? And I think that's where we look at it as the people who watch someone commit suicide as what could we do when the truth of the matter may actually be it's just much more complicated than my friends didn't call me. Um, in this situation, it seems I was, uh, it's, it's, I was reading up on it, you know, just trying to see exactly what happened and whatever. And apparently his wife, uh, knew something was wrong from the jump. That uh, that's the report from the police. They say that his wife was adamant with cops Tuesday morning, knew something was terribly wrong because he left home without warning and stopped all communication. Uh, law enforcement tells TMZ when uh, Allison Holker entered a branch of the LAPD Tuesday to report Stephen missing. She stressed how out of character his disappearance was. She told cops. He just simply left their house. There was no argument or issue. He wouldn't answer any of her calls. Uh, law enforcement sources say they accompanied her back to the family's home, doing a brief check around the property for video or clues to where he could have went. Um, she was so insistent about how odd his behavior was. The uh, officers listed him as a critical, considered listing him as a critical missing person. However, um, 
as TMZ first reported, a a 911 call came in shortly after Allison's contact with the police, saying his body had been discovered at a motel less than a mile from his house and that the TV host was dead by suicide from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Um, Then basically just goes on to say that the 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 staff um uh the staff basically found him he came in small bag checked in for a night the staff found him the next day whenever he didn't check out on time um and yeah that's that's fucking sad it's really no other way to slice that it just is extremely sad and i genuinely hate that that happened or that anyone feels that way to be honest i think all of us feel that way it's such a helpless feeling um but one of the listeners of the podcast hit me up like on the side and was like what happened with twitch is it shutting down because they thought that twitch the streaming service was bad was dead which would have been (laughs) Which I'm not gonna lie was a laugh that I needed. So that's why I ended it with that because man, I was sitting up there watching all that and I was like, man, this is sad as fuck. And she texted me that shit. I was like, girl, this girl, this nigga is dead, bro. Ain't no Twitch is not. Oh my God. <laughs> it was so fucking funny to me, man. I needed that. But anyway. What else is going on? Uh I talked about the Brittany Griner thing already a little bit in the uh, in the little non-episode in between this to promote y'all to go follow the fan base at FTS underscore network. I know you got to download a whole new app. You like whatever, whatever. But Elon Musk is talking about putting 4,000 characters on Twitter. Hey, this nigga not paying rent, all this other stuff. You might as well go on and hop on another social media platform while still quit. Fan base owned by black people. Fan base some black shit. Oh, so you white listening to this and you don't really support me, a black man, or the black man who owns fan base because you still haven't subscribed. Okay, I see. I see. Anyway, um, that little 10-minute joint was, uh, that video was posted on the fan base. That's the whole reason I said all of that or whatever. But uh, somebody, uh, uh, my girl Tori responded, um, and I told her that this this had to get read because it was a it was a super dope response. She said, "Too many characters for the Spotify Q and A for the uh, Brittany Griner snip, but bruh, it's the hard ER that got me. <laughs> I'm convinced that people one really don't fuck with black women again, and two just don't want to be happy. Nothing is good enough. Some more." <laughs> That Marine is garbage on paper and is likely where he needs to be for a reason. All in all, I'm black as fuck, happy about both BGs being home. And I say it's going to be a damn good weekend as a result, LOL. Thank you for sharing that bit on Spotify. I might have to throw some coins your way, LOL. First of all, I ain't no bougie ass stripper who need money that folds. You can throw coins at me, Tori. I take it all. You hear me? You can throw pennies at you. I don't give a fuck. Now I'm going to scrape my pennies up, put them in a bowl, and I'm going to cash the things in for dollars. I take anything at all count. Secondly, um, yes, uh, I I am, and I have 
now that I have had more time, I have done more research on this and why there could be national security implications and all this stuff that these motherfuckers on Twitter swear they already knew. But I knew they didn't really know and hadn't really looked it up and didn't get the full depth of information. You know why? Because the article I read had mad examples of what they was talking about and these niggas got no examples. That's how I know you ain't do your homework. You just don't fuck with a black woman like, bruh. And let me, let me rewind. I don't believe I got to tell y'all about the 2K chat. I'm not sure. Because y'all, I swear to God, I do not be remembering half the stuff I've told y'all on this podcast. I'm going to be an old man one of these days. Y'all know y'all going to stop listening. and be like, nigga, you going to have... That's why I had to do current events. If I was going to keep doing full episodes about topics, he's going to be like, this nigga done done seven episodes about how he feel about guns at this point. So, anyway. um, But I don't think I had... I don't think the 2K had, chat had happened when I made the snippet. Let me enlighten you, Negroes. I'm minding my motherfucking business about to play some of 2K. My favorite game, NBA 2K23. First of all, I'm a hog on that shit. Bandyman4536. You can follow your boy on Twitch, Bandyman2KBully on Twitch. You know what I'm saying? Because that Twitch is still alive. Um, Ooh, was that important? It sounded important because it was like, ooh, it sounded like I was talking about it. Like, because I don't care that nigga did. I meant because my friend thought that the streaming service, I was, I was saying my friend is not smart. I was not. Anyway, the joke stays. I don't know. Not, not going to come back and find this and edit it out. What am I, a professional? Um, anyway, hop in the 2K chat, right? I see some niggas who I ran with one time with my dog, Low. And we won a game or two. So I'm like, fuck it. Let's run it back with these niggas. Um, Low and on. I just jump in their party. I seen they needed one. We hop in a party. I'm like, what's up? Y'all need a y'all need a center? You know what I'm saying? They like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Accept the invite. Whatever. Bet. I pop up. I'm thinking shit is about to be gravy. About to play 2K with my not my friends, with some niggas who I don't know. With some niggas who I won with before though. So this should be a positive gaming experience. I am in the chat for 20 seconds before my nigga said, Hey Bandy, let me ask you a question, bro. What you think about Brittany Griner? Me? mistakenly thinking i'm in a chat sound like all these people are niggas and i hadn't really seen all the outrage to the britney grinder shit at this point yet my niggas was like i was basically just like i'm happy she home simple shit i wasn't going too deep with it long story short these niggas went from yeah that's cool and all but who give a fuck about a basketball player to uh they did all that they gonna risk national security to bring some dyke bitch home da, 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 da. and i'm like damn once you get the dyke bitch i just i'm really starting to feel like this is less about the national security implication you know what i'm saying like this is starting to make me believe that you have an other thing that's really driving your passion for this debate right um the marine I, I still have not had any real time to look at the Marine. Everything that I've seen about the Marine essentially says that, like, he was one of our spies that they caught, is what I what I understand. Like, he wasn't doing no dirt, for real, for real, I guess. I, for, like I said, I have I have not looked into the Marine yet. It took me long enough to listen look into the shit that I did look into. Um, but uh, 
I don't think he's like I don't think he's necessarily garbage. I think that he's just uh he was just a spy. So I mean it's more like spy for a spy, they gonna keep the nigga. Um the but I mean shit, Tori made that she didn't say he may be or I think he's garbage. She said he is garbage on paper. So I mean maybe he is. A nigga don't know. Um but I am also black as fuck and very happy that both BGs have re- returned home. Uh, so, uh, thank you for writing in. That was super dope. Also, flashback to a Q&A a while back. Evan wrote in when I was trying to figure out what the green shit that they gave me to put in my pho was. It was basil. Evan, you thought it was cilantro. It was not. I would have noticed if I had put some soap in my motherfucking pho. Cilantro. Hashtag cilantro tastes like soap. Um, it's a genetic thing. Don't at me. Um, and also... I still like a little bit of cilantro on my stuff. I just can't be too much because if it's too much, then it's like dove tacos, nigga. I don't want that. Um. Anyway. God damn, boy. I had it. Hold on. Let me see if I can. Let me see if it going to let a nigga. I bet. My bad. I thought I had lost something on my, on my thing, but I found it. Anyway. Um. So, yeah, what I did read about the Britney Griner thing that had to do with national security. Essentially, and the, I, I really still want to do some more research because the article I read didn't say shit about Donald Trump releasing 5,000 Taliban for a thousand uh, of they kid, are kidnap people or whatever. Like a five to one seemed a little off and it didn't mention that in the article I'm reading. So is this like one of them super right articles is only giving you one perspective, but whatever. I'm going to just give y'all what they said. Cause what they said appeared to be factually based. Um, and when I say appeared to be, I mean, unless they were just outright making the stories up, they were quoting facts. Um, basically, the United States doesn't trade civilians for motherfuckers who have like high priority. And Russia has proven before that they've super wanted this nigga. Apparently they tried to give Thailand like super cheap gas and uh, aircraft uh, to get them back uh, and not have him extradited to the United States. Thailand was like, nah, nigga, we don't want, we want this nigga off the streets. And they, they, they extradited him out to us. Um, and now essentially what they are saying is that this decision now makes Americans unsafe abroad, high profile Americans in particular, because now there is incentive for the United States government to go get them. Um, I could see that. I already kind of understood where they were going with that. I feel like rich Americans already get kidnapped in impoverished countries and held for ransom. I don't think that's a new thing, but I think they're saying now governments may hold Americans hostage for whatever reason, which is inconvenient to me. I personally do not operate with the level of privilege that would have me traveling to an international country that I knew foreign government was hostile with my nations. I can get how some people don't think that kind of shit through. But I mean, I would not go to Russia. Russia does not like United States. Russia wants to know why moose and squirrel keep foiling plans. 
I'm not going to Russia. I'm not going to anywhere where their government might try and kidnap me. Well, I mean, also, I don't matter. So I could go anywhere I want. But uh, <laughs> excuse me, I'm part West African. You deserve I can it. say nigger anytime I want. Anytime I say I can do anything, anytime I want, I think about that fucking clip. Anyway, um, <laughs> I just wouldn't go places like that. And but they are saying that it makes it much more dangerous because those governments would feel as though the government, uh, U.S. government, will trade people that we want back for these high-profile people because of whatever reason. Um, I think that that's not true. Um, I don't think the United States will make a policy or a, a habit of going to get everyone who needs who uh, gets detained by uh, another government. I think the United States government will be more likely to whole ass go to war over a country if they continue to do that. Um, I, I watched the interview with the Secretary of uh, State, uh, Blinken. I'm pretty sure that's Secretary of State, the one who does all your abroad shit you know what i'm saying my nigga does your foreign policies kind of like the head of foreign policy that is secretary of state um they were saying that one of the things they're doing is are working with the un to strengthen sanctions against nations who uh participate in holding uh, basically civilians hostage for political gain type shit but they they be sanctioning shit out of russia and russia still be doing what they want so i my whole point in all that was uh, it does seem as though getting it, Brittany Griner did make it slightly less safe for you to be a superstar athlete at a hostile nation. But I mean, just stay the fuck out of North Korea, Dennis Rodman, before Kim Jong Un don't fuck with you no more. Because they're not gonna get Dennis Rodman. They're not gonna go get him. They're not gonna go get Rodman. They're gonna be like Dennis want to be there. They gonna start. They're gonna start playing the North Korean propaganda. They'd be like, look at this. They'd be like, it did this right, man. Like they gonna, he's gonna love it. Um what else is going down? What else is going down? Make the stallion Tory Lane's case. So I'm already on record saying that I think niggas are weird for hoping that Tory Lanez didn't shoot Megan the Stallion. Um and I was going to read y'all a specific article on the Meg Thee Stallion. It's okay. Listen, my, my baby mama always be talking about me because she be saying, nigga, it's either just Meg or Megan the Stallion. But I'm like, should we not homie? So I don't want to be like Meg. And I don't want to say Megan because then I think about the white bitch on Family Guy with the pink hat. And then Megan the Stallion. God damn, that is just a mouthful. So... Meg the Stallion it is. I don't give a fuck, nigga. Call this nigga six lakh, bruh. I call these rappers, I'll call these artists whatever I want. Anyway. <laughs> um, so I was gonna read y'all a story about this, but literally they're making each individual revelation its own story. So I'm gonna just try and sum all of this up to you. In headlines. Um, a month ago, Tory Lanez was ordered on house arrest until the trial started. A week ago, Tory Lanez get, got a third felony charge added. 
Um, it was, look, I'm going to open it up real quick. It was felony neglect to the, well, it's felony neglect. Sorry, that's not neglect. I can't read. Felony negligent discharge of a firearm, which is on top of the other two charges, which are assault with a semi-automatic firearm and carrying a loaded and unregistered firearm. Um, What's wild about that is I feel like that is the easiest of all of the charges, the negligent firearm. Like he clearly did that. He had the gun and he shot that motherfucker at someone. Uh, then uh, as they opened up the trial, one of the things they were saying is that the prosecutors are saying the whole thing went down because after they start fighting, Meg start talking shit about my niggas whole rapping shit. And now let me just go ahead and give you the timeline from what I've been able to decipher from all of these shits. They pull up to the party where Kylie was at, right? They all partying or whatever. Meg, Kelsey, uh, Tori, Kylie, and a few other people. Apparently it's not a party. It was more like a little get together, right? Tori try, keep trying to fuck with Kylie in the pool. Meg getting irritated by the whole shit because her and Tori been fucking on the low. The reason why Meg was telling everybody that her and Tori wasn't fucking to begin with, from what I understand, is because Kelsey and Tori was supposed to be fucking, and that's Meg's best friend. And apparently they've been out here running the streets fucking a whole bunch of niggas. But they have released that shit or whatever. But in my opinion, that don't fucking matter. It's not relevant to the case whether she got shot. Or she can fuck a million niggas. You can still get shot the next day. You're not any less shot because you fuck some niggas. So I thought that was unnecessary to be talking about. Who give a fuck if she fuck Ben Simmons? Like ben Simmons a hoe. He don't fuck everybody. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Um, they leave because... Meg is irritated he keep flirting with Kylie. They saying that Meg and Kelsey get ready to leave and then Meg go back to the house like on some, oh, I forgot something. Get the nigga to come back. They come back. Then at this point is when Meg tells Kelsey that her and Tori been fucking too. Then they all start fighting in the car. And then the fight escalates. As the fight's escalating, that's when Meg starts being like, nigga, that's why your music whack and you only popping because of some features that you did and some other shit, whatever, whatever, whatever. Because she more popping than him, right? Which, just to be clear, before Tory Lane shot her and then start acting all stupid about the shit, I like Tory Lane's music. I ain't even gonna cap. But I don't really support niggas who do fuck shit. And it made me not like it. Like, if I don't like you as a person, I don't want to listen to your shit because I don't want to support you in any way. It's not even like a, a a cancel culture kind of thing. It's what I've always believed to be true, which is that cancel culture isn't anything. It's just some people who won't fuck with you and a lot of other niggas will. Tory Lanez, music all over Spotify. He is not canceled because I don't listen to Tory Lanez no more. But I don't listen to Tory Lanez no more. Y'all didn't even know that. I got a whole podcast. I didn't feel the need to tell anyone. It wasn't a, a moral grandstand I need to do like I do. No longer listen to Tory Lanez because he does not love and support black women. I just I just stopped because I it I, it didn't hit the same for me. Anyway, uh, they're arguing in the car. She's like, "Your music's whack, nigga. Your hairline whack. Your music whack. <laughs> Your height whack. Me, I'm tight as fuck. That's what she." <laughs> Oh, I hope y'all have seen that clip before. I might add that to the soundboard. Anyway, um, she uh, 
So then at some point she gets out the car and, and I think some threats was made in between then and there or whatever. And then that's when he shoots her. And I don't think anyone, because Kelsey, the, the friend, she over here talking like, yeah, I was there. And I know that I called because that's one of the things is that like they called and it was like, she called someone and was like, Tori shot Meg. And then she was, then they asked her afterwards and she was like, yeah, that nigga shot her. And then some other shit. And then later on, she was like, no, nah, I don't really remember. I was kind of foggy. They both said that he offered them uh, a Millie not to talk. Um, Apparently there's a text message or something from Kelsey to somebody else talking about her neck hurt, but from Tori dragging her out the truck. So apparently Tori was wilding all night. Like he was like on some, he was like kind of fucking the other bitch up too. And then shot at Meg. Like it was just a whole y'all bitches calling me short and talking about my hair. And I really just made that part up. Nowhere in the trial have they said that they was talking about Tory Lane's invisible hairline. And I know y'all like Tory Lane's has hair in these things I'm seeing. That's not real. If you just Google Tory Lane's hairline, the real thing will pop up. He's a LeBron James. It's a fraud. Anyway. Um, Um, Tory Lanez brought his son to court for more, uh, first uh, emotional support. He said he's his support, his support system. It was a cute moment. Um, I still think he shot Megan Thee Stallion. Um, yeah, Kelsey recants her statements. Uh, Megan says she wishes Tory would have just killed her because of how bad everything's wrapped right that. And I will say this. Meg can be dramatic. I'm not saying that she didn't feel that way, but Meg can be a little dramatic. I watched her little 60 Minutes interview, and I, that nigga shot her. She got every right to be dramatic. Some people are dramatic. I'm not saying she lying. I've been saying this whole time. I'm quite certain she got shot by that nigga. Um, but uh, she's a little dramatic. That's all. Some people be like that. Ain't no shade. Um, yeah. It was a Jack Harlow. Yeah, Meg said that Tory was only popping because he hopped on a Jack Harlow song. Now I'm scrolling Shade Room, seeing if it's anything that I forgot to tell y'all about this before I move on to some other shit that I care more about. Um, yeah, uh, the doctor said that there's still four metallic bodies in in Meg's feet because she got shot. Um, yep, text message from Kelsey that states her neck was hurting because Tori was dragging her out the car. That can be submitted as evidence. Kelsey's Tori shot Meg text to Meg's guard will be submitted to the jury. Tori's recorded apologetic call to Kelsey after the shooting will be submitted. Tori's apologetic call to Meg will be submitted. LAPD body camera and helicopter footage and footage of Meg in the ambulance will be submitted. So, you know, whatever. That's what happened with that. Um, on to our next story. Story. <laughs> um, y'all, Keys called it. Giovanni Kitchens has spoken. <laughs> Uh, Giovanni Kitchens has spoken. 
Hold up. I'm about to go ahead and just play it for y'all. Let me give you the screen. It's going to get crazy for a second. In court, some startling statements. Please state after each statement whether or not you agree or acknowledge that statements are true, okay? Yes, ma'am. I became affiliated with YSL around 2016. Is that true as it pertains to you, Mr. Kitchens? Yes, ma'am. YSL is a music label and a game. And you have personal knowledge that members or associates of YSL have committed crimes in furtherance of the game. Yes, ma'am. You were present when law enforcement officers stopped the vehicle in which you were present along with Jeffrey Williams, wherein hydrocodone, methamphetamines, and a firearm were recovered. These items did not belong to you. Yes, ma'am. And do you acknowledge the following statement? I recognize, accept, and deeply regret that my talent and music indirectly furthered YSL the game to the detriment of my community. YSL as a game must end. Is that your statement or acknowledgement? Yes. In court, some startling statements. Y'all, it was the YSL must end for me. I was like, damn, nigga, YSL must end? I said, must end that was a lot i didn't expect that what but sergio kitchens aka gunner for those of you who didn't know for for sir i know i wasn't clear about that uh they saying gunner saying he didn't tell uh his press statement is when i became affiliated with ysl in 2016 i did not consider it a gang more like a group of people from metro atlanta who had common interests and artistic aspirations let me tell you this is exactly what me and key said this is exactly what we said that that nigga was gonna be on some i told you what i literally said in the episode was that nigga was gonna be in there talking to the judge talking about when i met these niggas they was watching gay porn in the studio how was i supposed to know that they was real gangsters I knew that was going to be the line. Anyway, my focus of YSL was entertainment. Rap artists who wrote and performed music that exaggerated and glorified urban life in the black community. While I've agreed to be always truthful, while I've agreed to always be truthful, I want to make perfectly clear that I've not made any statements. I have not been interviewed. I have not cooperated. I have not agreed to testify or be a witness for or against any party in the case and have absolutely no intention on being involved in the trial process in any way. I have to, my niggas like, I'm not telling. I'm not telling, but I ain't in it. I've been in jail for, this is, the un, this is the unspoken shit. I've been in jail for six motherfucking months because these niggas is real gangsters, nigga. I'm going home. I'm going home. I ain't telling on nobody when I'm leaving. I have chosen to end my own RICO case with an Alford plea. Alford, Alford, Alford plea. That's a weird one. It's hard to say. Alford it feels weird. Alford, Alford. <laughs> I've chosen to end my own RICO case with an Alford plea to end my personal ordeal by publicly acknowledging my association with YSL. An offer plea in my case is an entry of a guilty plea to one charge against me, which is in my best interest, while at the same time maintaining my in innocence towards the same charge. 
I love and cherish my association with YSL Music and always will. I look at this as an opportunity to give back to my community and educate young men and women that gangs and violence only lead to destruction. Boy, Sergio up out of there. He said, I'm out. I'm not no gangster, nigga. Y'all see the way I dress? I'm, I'm dripping designer, my nigga. Y'all think a nigga like me dripping designer head to toe is out this motherfucker really committing crimes and shit? Hell no, nigga. I was fucking Chloe. My nigga, like, I had Chloe. These niggas is out here selling meth. I, when they arrested us in a car officer, they had meth, meth. I did not know they were doing meth. That's what I know. If you like meth, then we can't hang out. I don't hang out with people that use crystal meth. I'm sorry about it. If you smoke crack, then we can't hang out. I also don't hang out with people that smoke on crack either. <laughs> that's all <laughs> uh that was that nigga's gunner when he found out they had meth and shit in the car they real drug dealers and shit um i guess the question is gonna be do i think that gunner snitched because he did this um i my answer to this feels weird and the reason why i say that is because it's like kind of he did what a Rico is kind of designed to do in a way. He bolsters the case because his testimony furthers the evidence that YSL is indeed a criminal organization or a gang. Right. But they clearly already knew that it's one of those. Did he check a box for them? Yeah, but a small box, but it's still a box. So is it, is that snitching? I guess it's kind of one of those. It's up to you to make that call if you want to murder that nigga for putting for imprisoning you. But I mean, because that's the only way that snitching matters, to be honest. If you're not going to murder the person who told on you, then why does it even matter? If you're going to let them walk around and just tell more people, you might as well. It. Oh. That was almost stepped in it there, your boy, because that is not a good parallel. Oh. Uh, I'll give you $10 if you can guess what stupid shit I almost said. First person to guess it. It was stupid. It was not a good parallel. And boy, was I, I'm like, you really, I'm, I can't believe I almost said that. Gross, right? Anyway, um, I'm not sure. Um, this does make me absolutely certain that Young Thug's not getting out of jail ever, though. I am, I mean, he'll get out eventually, but he's going to get a real sentence off of this. Because they're claiming that Young Thug is the top of YSL. They're letting Gunna get out of prison on a plea deal that asserts that, excuse me, if they're letting him get out on a plea deal under the understatement of, you know, YSL is a gang and, uh, you know what I'm saying, like to to corroborate that as as, as fact, then there's going to be a significant amount of time, in my opinion, done for members of YSL um, as a whole. But um, anyway, I think that's all I got about that. Next! <laughs> uh...
Florida teacher fired for allegedly disrupting Muslim students in prayer, accusing them of magic. I've seen this headline several times, y'all. And I was like, okay, I might do this story. I might not. Um, Let me watch the video first before I decide to do it. And after watching the video, I did decide to put it on the podcast, but not for the reason that you may think. Now, the original headline, and I'm just going to give you all a clue as to as to the reason why it's on here is is not I'm not even a good person. It's not because I want to shed light to Muslim students being uh, discriminated against in a classroom, which I'm also here to do. And that's fucked up. But the reason it really made the podcast is because of something that I did not see coming. But the clue I will give you is that they were accused of doing quote unquote magic. A viral TikTok went viral of a teacher interrupting Muslim students in prayer at Franklin Academy Charter School in Florida. The school shared a statement announcing her termination. A teacher in Florida has been fired after a viral TikTok allegedly showing her disrupting Muslim students during prayer. Franklin Academy Charter School has five locations in Southern Florida announcing in a statement on Thursday that school leadership was aware of a very troubling TikTok video and that they do not tolerate discriminatory behavior in any form. While we do not discuss personal matters, we can share that the teacher in, in question is no longer a member of the Franklin Academy staff. School officials added after the statement. I am not going to read anymore because after I go down more, it kind of tells you more what happened. I'm just going to play it now. No, 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 no. Ew, I hate when it plays. So now it's annoying. All right, hold on, guys. Surprise, motherfucker. I know y'all didn't know she was black. Don't play me. Don't play me and try and lie to me and tell me you knew she was black. I know you didn't know she was black. Bro, when I read this story for the first time, I had no idea this was fist to be a nigga. What? All I thought about, and that's why I said the key was magic. When I when this is the, the article I finally found when I was like, okay, I'm going to read this one. The headline was different. And when I seen the magic, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Because my subconscious knew it was a black lady as soon as it said magic. Because I'm like, that sounds like something niggas say. Like, that's I've never heard a white person say, like, magic is the devil type shit. That's some nigga shit. Like, for, like magic to be used as a slur, that is nigga shit. And I was like, it just, my mind picked it up, but my but my racism ignored it. Because I was like... A teacher disrespecting a child for their religious beliefs in a public setting? Of course it's a white woman, right? I was going, I had the music clued, clued up, queued up, sorry. It was about to be, white people do this. That's what was, 
That's what I thought. I played a video and Sheila Jackson going to be, st- I ain't really see her name. I don't think they said her name. Uh, <laughs> which, which, let me get them props because she ain't shit for disrespecting them young men's rights on TV like that. Not on TV, on camera like that. That was unacceptable and completely unnecessary for her to do. But she got some white privilege for not getting fired. Niggas get fired for that. Niggas get fired for that every day, B. The fact that she made it out alive, the fact that she got off scot-free, that's something. They should say this in Black History Month. Black History Month on December the 15th, 2022, black lady disrespects a person's civil rights from her job. Identity is not disclosed. She's out there teaching. She is at a different She. They said they got five locations. They transferred her. She still works there. Y'all look for them Air Maxes. She has on Air Max 90s. They are fly. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's still bullshit. If this was a white person, I would be going on and on and on about how fucked up it is and how our kids ain't safe and they be disrespecting us and shit like that in public space and they act like we just supposed to take this shit and we tired of it. And I'm sorry for the little Muslim homies and all this other shit, but since she's a black lady, I'm gonna just move on to the next story. Any, no, I'm just playing. It is trash and she is trash for that shit. And if there's nothing else that I have learned over the last few months, I think I already knew this, but something has been made very clear to me in the last few months. There is really a lot of ignorance and hatred in a black community towards other groups. And I just really hate to see that. It sucks because I feel as though it deafens our own plight for some level of equality and respect whenever we find it so easy to disrespect other people. Uh, And that's why I try my best to never do that, to be honest. Um, Do I fail at that? All the time. Uh, But it is something I prioritize and something I care about. And it is disheartening when I see from within my own community us fail to exhibit that. So fuck Sheila Jackson. Sorry if your real name is Sheila Jackson. I don't want to make Sheila the new Karen, where it's like a black lady does some 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 loud out of line shit. You start calling her a Sheila. First of all, because you white folks start calling random black lady Sheila's and you be getting fucked up out here. Don't do that. Don't do that. We won't. You won't do that. Oh, no, we won't do that. <laughs> anyway. The last story for today, y'all. And honestly, y'all, I'm absolutely outraged over this shit. It's one thing for a motherfucker to fuck you once, but for a motherfucker to fuck you and then fuck you again. And it's, it's, I, I, we are in a toxic relationship that we all need to escape with a corporation that clearly does not give a fuck about us or our needs. I'm done fucking with these niggas, bro. Death to Walmart's everywhere. My nigga report comes out on the 13th. Nigga, Walmart is threatening to close stores. This one says, and shoppers won't stand for it. Walmart CEO recently threatened to close future store closures over theft and uh, talking about the prices about to go up. Motherfucker, what? What? 
Hold on, because this is a Yahoo article and it's trash. I got to find y'all a better article to read so y'all can hear what this motherfucker said. Because this nigga think that we playing, bro. Yep. Rising thefts at Walmart can lead to price jumps and store closures, CEO says. Walmart stores across the U.S. are grappling with an uptick in shoplifting that can lead to higher prices and closed stores if the problem persists. Walmart CEO Doug McMillan said, fuck Doug, nigga. Only Doug we believe in is Doug from Nick Nickelodeon. I was about to say Dale because I forgot about my nigga Dale Jackson. Because we ain't even had no Dale Jackson Award winners because niggas is out here doing fuck shit like this, Walmart. Theft is an issue. It's higher than what it's historically been, he told CNBC Squawk Box. We've got safety measures, security measures that we put in place by store location. I think local law enforcement being staffed and being a good partner is part of the equation. And that's normally how we approach it. How about you approach it with a motherfucking cashier, nigga? I bet H-E-B ain't out here talking about we're going to have to close H-E-Bs and raise the price because y'all niggas keep stealing. You know why? Because it's about 30 fucking cashiers when you go into an H-E-B. You walk into a Walmart, it be 50 of y'all scanning y'all own shit. It be motherfucking Walmart. It done got so sold on the fact that they refuse to hire a motherfucker to do the job. It don't be, first of all, how is Walmart still the largest employer in America? Because when you go into a Walmart, don't nobody work there but the fucking greeter. The only nigga who work in Walmart is the motherfucker watching this, the watch, the one person watching the 50 self-checkout registers and the person at the door checking your receipt. You ask for some help around there. You looking for a motherfucker outside of that? Ain't nobody goddamn there. And these niggas talking about, we gonna close the doors. Theft the issue. Motherfucker, it ain't theft. It's our employee discount. We work here. I'm the cashier, nigga. Give me my vest. You didn't even give me a uniform. Got me walking in this motherfucker looking like regular people. We asking each other, hey, do you know where I can find the shower curtains? Because we all work here. Hell, what you looking for a blue vest for? We all work here. We all employed. Got one nigga on the register. It'd be the oldest motherfucker. You know they do it on purpose. It'd be in a manager fucking manuscript. I know it is in the email. Corporate CC, nigga, all store managers. Put the oldest, slowest, most decrepitest nigga you got left on the register. The one register. and. Flooding them bitches to the self-checkout. And then you're going to be over this motherfucker talking about, y'all keep stealing. We go rate the prices. What? What? Bitch, hire somebody to scan this shit then. How about that? Talking about, we lost $400 million. Walmart is the only big box retailer dealing with the uptick in theft. Last month, Target uh, said shoplifting has jumped 50%. Year over year, leading to more than $400 million in losses this fiscal year alone. Listen, y'all. The most of the shoplifting, most of the shoplifting is organized retail theft rather than petty theft. Okay, wait. Now let me let me rewind it. Because I was firing y'all niggas up about the self-checkout. But this is what this is what I'm saying. This is where I find it hard to believe what, what I'm about to read next. Because what they're about to say is. This isn't people stealing small things. These are people who come in and routinely steal large amounts of things and shit like that. And they're saying that that's happening more. But let me ask y'all something. And white people, you may need to sit this one out. I don't know what's been... If you're a white person and you can relate to anything I'm about to say, please leave some feedback somewhere on the show. I would love to hear white people's stories about boosters and the meat man. But what I'm saying is, when is the last time as a Negro you were in the barbershop or salon and someone tried to say you some meat? It's been a really long time, right? 
It hasn't happened to me in years, like years, uh, so long that, and, and I know my daughter's never seen it done. I got a 16-year-old daughter. I bet you if I told her niggas used to sell meat at the beauty salon, she'll be like, nigga, what the fuck are you talking about? Right? School clothes. My mama bought my school clothes from a booster. And I'm not saying she bought all my school clothes from a booster, but I can remember one specific school clothes haul that came from a booster because it was righteous, boy. We was name branded up. Some of the sizes was off. But we had a bunch of shit. A whole bunch of shit. Then, I just don't see that happening anymore. That shit died. I'm paying full fucking price for my daughter's school clothes. What? Nigga, discount. Ain't no boosters no more. We out here struggling. And Walmart talking about we gonna close stores. First of all, Walmart, I ain't even gonna read the rest of this article, y'all. Fuck them. I don't care what they saying. They talking about if it's not corrected over time, city by city, location by location, they're gonna have to start closing shit. What they saying is we're gonna close the Walmarts in the hood, which is wild to me because I'm like, white people don't go to Walmart still. Do you? Again, white people, feel free to chime in. I think the whites are over Walmart. It's too many niggas there. OKC okay, reference here, but Walmart is the crossroads mall of the world, nigga. Ain't nobody going to Walmart for shit. I don't even fuck with Walmart no more. I live in a night. I pay $2,000 a month in my house. I would not disrespect myself having Walmart products walk through this door. We shop at everything's here. Everything's better. Sometimes we'll go to Kroger. We don't buy the meat from Kroger because even though it's expensive, their meat is trash. Costco, Sam's. I don't have memberships to those places, but my mother does. So she's rich, bro. She has a Costco and a Sam's. I'm like, oh, ooh, she got money. Anyway. Am I final beef with Walmart? Y'all already got rid of the only thing that made you worth shit. Because what I could keep it a billy with y'all about, if Walmart was still 24 hours, I'd be up in that bitch faithful. You wouldn't even be able to get rid of me in a Walmart if that motherfucker was still 24. Bro, I be hung. I get off late. I work nights, late shifts and shit, nigga. I be needing to do that. Um, I, I used to make pork chops two, three in the morning. I mean, I'm going to probably live longer because Walmart not 24 hours because I was show frosting pork chops drunk. Nigga be like, damn, I'm fucked up. I'm hungry. Everything closed. Walmart open. How long is that? I be in there. I be in the car mapping out, mapping out exactly what I'm gonna do when I get home for optimum speed. I'm not trying to waste no time. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna come home. I'm gonna take the pan, put the grease in the pan, whip out the flour, season the flour up real quick like that. Take my pork chops, pop, 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 dry them off real quick, season them up real quick. Toss them in the flour. By the time that's done, the flour gonna be hot. Shh, shh, Throw that in that motherfucker real quick. Pork chops frying up real quick. Then I'm gonna slice up my potatoes. I was making cheesy potatoes in the middle of the night, nigga. Saying fuck it, I make them fast. Scallop them. I'll scallop them like I'm gonna put them in the oven and bake them like our ground potatoes. But then I'll fry them bitches up on top of the fridge, on top of the stove like home fries. Just cook them up real quick. Cook them up till they get soft, nigga. Then take some cheese, put the cheese on there, let that shit get melty, delicious and shit like that, nigga. I'm taking Belvita blocks, cutting that shit up, nigga, putting it in cute nigga shit, y'all. Glory greens in the can. Y'all. I'm really got 
And then they got the nerve to talk about we gonna close stores and shit because y'all stealing. Put some fucking cashiers back in this bitch. Bring back 24 hours in this motherfucker. Y'all just taking and taking and taking while you get record profits and remain the company with the largest number of people on motherfucking welfare in the nation. Fuck Walmart, nigga. Anyway, um, it's been dope, y'all. I am tired and I'm ready to get the fuck up out of here. I hope you love this episode and love me in the same way that I love you. As I have mentioned before, please make sure that you, I'm telling y'all the Instagram, I ain't really going to be posting it no more like that. Twitter, I'm going to be there until Elon Musk is dead or until Elon Musk kills it. Uh, Facebook, I don't really be there. The only place the podcast is going to be podcasting is on, uh, is on fan base. That's where all the, tw- the YouTube, all the videos, everything. Just go on and download that fan base app. You ain't got to pay. You ain't got to pay. You can pay. There's levels to this shit. You can be a subscriber and you can pay money or you could just be a follower and you can just get the free shit. So, you know, just come fuck with your boy. Um, also, don't forget that wish list is getting posted. That wish list will be attached to this episode right here. So if you fuck with your boy, you want to give me something for Christmas, you love me, you love my kids, you know what I'm You get us stuff. We appreciate it. Put your name on it. I want to know who you are. You can do it anonymous, but if you buy me some shit, I want to know who you are so I can thank you like a real nigga. Um, you can send wine to my house. I don't think I can put wine on there. If I can, I'm going to check because I like this, this Cabernet Sauvignon. Bella Union by Farniente. That bitch about $60 a bottle. Not crazy expensive, but it's fucking delicious. You should try some yourself and buy me some if you love me. Anyway, y'all, I'm going to give y'all this good outro music by my dog, Taikis. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'll see y'all in a little bit. It's been real. Cheers. Peace. Yeah. Double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire, my mic check. Leaning and rocking, feel it yourself, it's high tech. Moving pieces all on the board, my nigga trying to see. Billion. Mm. My gift to gab on us. Escape trials and tribulations, fighting your honor. Shark in the water, grabbing for paper like I'm Nirvana. Code of honor that I follow, my nigga, is worth. Billion. Huh. Homie, fuck your greasy granny them. He been slapping shit so long, they gotta come and Grammy him. He so fly, he walk on stars, solar systems carry him. Bank account status when they bury him. Billion. Uh, make sure you say it two times. Dre, Dre, nigga. Make sure you say it two times. <laughs> Trying to see the salad with the croutons. Laying the foes down like futons for the... Billion. Yeah, man, you not tuning in there. Fuck this shit podcast. And billions 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 and bill